people you may know, idols, and Amy finally gets her head examined. All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Do, 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 do. Well, hello, Dolly. <laughs> What's going on, Militia? Okay. Uh, no. no. You don't get to turn these tables right out of the gate. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, yes, thank you for all the copious feedback. I'm still here. Shirley MacLaine, I'm still here. Yes. So, Shirley MacLaine's dead, isn't she? No, I just she did that in a movie once. So and I know. These people are all too young <laughs> to even know or care who Shirley is. Go, love you, Cheryl. Okay, so... Uh, Love you, Cheryl. Let's back up. The mastoiditis, like all terrorists, has not won. Mastoiditis does not win. It does not define me or control me. Is that what you have? I have not even been diagnosed with it yet. So, no. No, there's a self-diagnosis about which we all... The reality is, like almost every condition I have, mastoiditis Uh is a condition of exclusion. So you rule out every other thing and then you definitively say, oh, okay, that must be, this is what this is. I see, right? It's this, it could be this or this or this because they all mirror symptoms until you get something like a head CT, which yes, I'm, which I'm scheduled to have. So after speaking with you on a Sunday, on Monday, I had my urgent appointment with my regular guy. Well, you didn't just speak to me. Well, wait, back up one iota. Nope, that's not the right form of measurement. Uh, one segundo. <laughs> one second? One, yeah, sure. Pick, pick some Back more that ass time. Up. Back up one <laughs> right. grain of universal sand. Uh, yes. So you like sands through the hourglass. These are the brains of Amy's mind. What? Go. Talk. You didn't just speak to me. Yes, but I spoke Less. to not you after this. So I was trying to load it up. But you tell me who I spoke to. I, I want to know. Right. I, yes. So we talked and I said, it's a bug bite. Like you, that's yes, my go-to. Yes. And Melissa. It's a spider bite. It's a bug so, bite. Dear listener, perhaps you've met our friend Melissa. And in on a, in a you know rapid flash round answer session. Let's go. It's going to be the quick hurry up round. Does Melissa leave things alone? Yes or no? And- no. She does never. She does <laughs> alone. So immediately after clicking stop, record, publish, yay! Hi, my steward. I like to talk your range. Ah, yes, the speech impediment's back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Doctor Fancy Pants immediately hopped to the case and gave me a long distance telesecond opinion. A hella telesecond opinion. Second opinion, only to my first opinion, which was, it's a bug bite. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> and he did actually triple down on that. He was in quiet. Did he? Yes. He immediately, I thought you prompted him. This was yeah. his whole big thing. First of all, I wasn't, I, let me just give a quick medical roundup for them. And then I will come back and tell you all about the Stuart because it's hilarious. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. As you may know, as you may know. So Monday, as I already had scheduled, I went. First thing, well, it wasn't scheduled. I, I called first thing and said, I've got to get in to see this guy. Okay. They let me in, made a quick o change-o to get in and see the general practitioner. He did all the look in the ear, do the thing, whatever, immediately go on antibiotics. I'm not going to order anything else. We're going to give it 24 hours. And if the antibiotics really make a big difference, great. And if they don't, head CT and referral to an ear, nose, and throat doctor. Okay. 24 hours go by. I didn't feel like it was really improved, but I didn't call. Because that's how I behave. So then it was almost two full days after, and it was beginning to improve slightly. And so I did that. We have an e chart. So I contacted him <clears throat> via the e chart and right. said, "Here's what I know. Here's what I see." And he goes, "Okay, I've ordered everything. The now the system, the train is moving, right? So if all these people can't get you in quickly enough, you might need to go to he called it Cone Urgent Care." Which I thought, oh, our hospital system must have like a doc in the box. Cone Urgent Care is what a physician would call the emergency department. So, Uh, (laughs) yeah, so it's like, really? So 
that was the only reason that I really entertained anything at length with your husband because he just happened to pop up and send a text. Hello, how are you? What's going on? Brain, brain, check, check, brain, brain, check, check. So I said, well, here's the thing, Doc. Based on the e-chart, I, I'm, it is really frustrating for me to have to go through the 18 levels of phone hell to get to somebody who can finally say what I meant to say was, I mean, it was not definitive. It, the, everything in the e-chart was, you make the call. Well, I don't like those football games. You're the fucking ump, whatever. So that's why I came to you. Make the decision. So I laid it all out to your hubs. And what would he say? What did he say? Of course. What did he say? Could it be a spider bite? He immediately said, <laughs> go to bite? the emergency department. Because what is he? Oh. What is he? He's an emergency physician. Right. Well, well, the other thing is. He thought, it was an iguana, he thought it was an iguana bite. <laughs> and I said, Why really? You think Did that? you think it was a tarantula bite? <laughs> yes. Okay. Anyway, it, it was, I've not been bitten by smitten or anything. So people come to him in the emergency department. No, I mean, they just. No, people call him. We've talked about this with things that he can't possibly have an opinion on unless he sees you. <laughs> yes. Or and this is one. Yes. Okay. For example. Okay. For example, or things that that he's not. I'm not going to say not qualified because he can do anything except for we've heard veterinary medicine. Nope. Nope. We've heard he's qualified. We've listened to this podcast. Small children. We already know there are no guideposts. It's just an ever expanding Stewart, and we're all sick of it and grateful. So somebody sent him a text the other day with a picture of her daughter's toes in it and said, what? are these COVID toes? See, that's why I'm never, ever going to call your husband for any reason. But it's I won't not ask him to pass the fucking salt. It's too much. Let him relax. But it's not. But but how would he know if they're COVID Who would toes? Do this like fucking what? Shit? Who would go do to this? a podiatrist? Thank Don't you. go to a. Thank what's you. The, but something's wrong with my head brain. Like that's. That's one you can take to the emergency well, here, let department. Me give, let me, let's do a quick sidebar and then we're going to come back to Stuart. My, that ain't COVID toes. My favorite place. So the night before I spoke to Stuart. Is your favorite place the sidebar? Uh, <laughs> anything with a bar, baby. Right. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. So the night before, I'm picking up my child from lacrosse practice at school. And there's our friend, Joe. And he's trying to figure out how to get on Facebook. And that whole thing is an entire podcast in itself. Regardless, after about 18, first of all, I got to just break it down for you real quick. So Joe is standing on, on, we all can't, you can't go near any of these kids on the field, right? So he's there. He doesn't usually pick up. His wife usually is the picker upper. He's there and he's holding the phone up and he goes, hey, he's from Brooklyn originally. Can you tell me, can you see this? Is this, can you say, do this? Hey, hey, can you, hey, and we can't stand close enough together. So he's yelling at me, right? And holding the thing up. And he doesn't, he doesn't really look like a savvy person at this point. So he's trying, he's like, is this, if I press play, does that mean it's on Facebook? Like, that's the level. And he goes, I don't have an account. Can I put it on Facebook? If I, I'm like, Joe, stop. What do you, stop. And he goes, do this. Call my wife. So I put all the windows. Oh my God. Windows <laughs> down. I call Chris. She's on the phone going, Joe, hang up. You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> so I'm just laughing and loving it, right? Because it's the best way to spend why do they take so long to get off the field. So I'm sitting there doing all this to entertain myself while also thinking, I got a brain aneurysm. I'm going to die, 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 die. Should I be driving? Like that's what I'm thinking, right? Just stuff that down. Aww. Stuff it down. Stuff it down. Talk about Facebook, right? So when he's all done, I left out the part that he's Dr. Joe Carbone, right? So he's standing there in his scrubs. So he does all this shit, and I've helped him significantly. I've set up a Facebook account for him. I changed his profile picture. I showed him how to do Facebook Live. I talked to his wife. I talked down his wife. I hung up on his wife. I got him happy. They were all settled. I got his son's uniform that his son left in the field house. All these things were accomplished. And I thought after that level of engagement with my actual friend who I've socialized with, that's you. when I can say, hey, Joe, look, I got a my chart. Can you read it? And he's like, yeah. So he comes over and he reads the two sentences that have caused me confusion. And he goes, yeah, I would go to the emergency department. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I was like, come on. And he goes, well, first of all, I, I don't I don't understand. I'm not. I'm a urologist. I don't know mastoiditis. He's actually like world class. But anyway, I was like, I know all that. I'm not asking for a diagnosis. I'm just trying to say, he goes, here's what you do. Call the office tomorrow, because this was after hours. Call the office tomorrow. Tell them that you want all of these appointments. And then after they're booked, tell them that you want them sooner. And then make them do that work. And I looked at him, and he goes, it's health. Pain in the ass. And then he walked away. So I was like, that's a good, 
that's because his his people will move heaven and earth for anyone at any time. So he's used to. I don't care what the answer is. The answer is faster and now. So I was like, okay. So when I thought I would. I thought I would try that. But I, the, when anyway. my husband told me you had an appointment that was I don't know six five days away, he said, "Do we? Can we?" And I'm like, "Yeah." do it right now so he's like I can make an appointment and have you in this afternoon like however long it takes you to get here is how long it takes you to get seen because like your friend Joe you move heaven and earth to have your people seen well here's so, the, well here's the difference here's the difference and I don't think that's how healthcare should be who I you know? agree and I don't who, think well I know someone who can get me I don't think that's that's I don't appropriate. I, I'm leaving out the very critical part that a lot of people at home are probably going why didn't you the very critical part is I can get a CT in 20 minutes, if I get in the car and drive over and say, hi, here's this thing I have. And they'll go, oh, you need a CT. Let's do it right now. The reason I don't do that is that would cost me $2,000 at the emergency right. room. And so I'm, that's the only reason that I'm not doing this thing. I'm following the rules to have it. So it's it, who you know <clears throat> and how much money you have well, is what healthcare is. Well, to have it. And it's not like it's going to be free. I, it's just a regular office visit that was scheduled so I have that on Tuesday is scheduled for With my, insurance, my head right. CT. It, so then I, the only thing that I'm saving is I don't pay for the emergent care. I don't pay for the ER doc. I don't pay for any, all those other services are gone, but I'm still going to have to pay for the head CT. And that's probably going to be a thousand dollars anyway. Who knows what my insurance will cover? I haven't even looked. Right. So, but the bottom line is I, and I'm keeping it. I could cancel this appointment. I've been now, it was Wednesday night, Thursday morning when all this happened, Right. So I spoke to you. So this is two Sundays from that. The first Sunday is it was after that first Wednesday, right? Uh, so I'm just giving you a timeline. So it's going to be two weeks until I get the first, the C, head CT will be two weeks after first incident, whatever evidence inception. Thank you. And then, according to the appointments, I see the ENT on the 17th. <laughs> so it's another whatever today is. I haven't even looked to see what the. Yeah, yeah. So it's another almost, almost. Well, it's two business, two full work weeks. Yeah. So, and I'm not. Uh, here, Good thing I'm not, you know, bleeding out my mouth and ear right now. It continues to improve with the course of treatment that I was given. I'm going to have the head CT. And if something's wrong on that thing, people are going to start acting like Keystone Cops in a finger snap and everything will shift into focus. And guess what? If there is nothing wrong on it, I'm going to keep the ENT appointment and I'm going to say, now you've got a head scan. Now you've got a history. And P.S., all this other stuff that I haven't told anybody that maybe is relevant, I'm going to tell you, specialist, and see what you have to say. So I'm, I'm doing it in the order in which it was received and it will all be fine, right? <laughs> Your call will be taken. Well, and because the, the, the other part of it, it continues to improve every day. If it was getting worse every day, just for right. the sake of people hearing my voice, if it was getting worse every day, if I was really scared, You'd my husband has told me from the beginning, I don't want to spend the money, but that's not the issue here. Go. And I kept saying, I just don't think I need to go. I'm not a person who will refuse care. I'm not frightened of going. I'm just trying to make a balance, on balance, trying to make a fair decision. And I wish that the doctor had taken a more active role. But frankly, he's making the same decision that I'm making. So I don't know why I'm hung up on it. It just a wait and see. Here's the, here's the funny thing about meeting with Stuart. You know, he immediately asked a couple of questions. I answered those questions. That led to um, within probably two minutes, he had sent me a list of like, Every every functioning CT scanner in like the tri-state area, all their phone numbers, what to do to call, how to tell them it's urgent. And I did that for two days. They don't have a waiting list. It's just a people cancel. And if you're there, so I was like, okay, with COVID, you basically go sit there and wait to get it. If I'm doing that, go to the emergency room, right? Anyway, his point was go to the emergency room, go to the emergency room. Here's what I told my husband when I was done with that delightful and very loving and super grateful consult from your husband. I said, yeah. it, I said it was like talking to somebody from fucking Apple. Have you ever, have you ever, back in Every the day, day, back in the we day. We call Apple for 48 yeah, hours. You do, the, you do the phone consult with Apple and they talk you through what the problem is and they ask you a question and it's if then. Okay, so that question leads to this answer which then leads to these three scenarios, which leads to that answer. And if you follow that thread all the way down to the end, it always ends with the problem is solved or we reboot and wipe your computer. Like that's it. They don't stop until everything is disasterized, 
right? It's a scorched earth policy. And I've, I know this. That is their written policy. We're going to get you to a point where we're going to fix the problem or we're going to restart everything. And I'm like, I don't And you're going to lose. lose everything. Right. right. And I, I had that feeling that as an emergency care doctor, let's wait and see is not part of his brain. Like he was sort of the thing preventing you from taking your care to the next definitive level is a very expensive scan. So get the scan. Like that, he was like, "You need the scan. You need the scan. You need the scan." Instead of, well, he, if let's you can't wait see what the problem is, if you can't physically see the images, he, I mean, it's guesswork. I indeed. But my other point to you is, I the the treatment for the very scary thing that I might actually have is high dose of antibiotics. I'm currently on a course of treatment that is high dose antibiotics. It's not as high, but it's high. So I'm doing like a baby step treatment for the like. The only thing they would do is change my antibiotics to something stronger and an IV. And they can still do that next week if it's needed. So, and it's getting better every day. With, I don't, I don't know. Anyway. The so other that's thing I, I like about having him as a consultant um, <laughs> is I think when things happen to you, any individual, it feels like it's worse than anything else. So he's my gauge of, is this appropriate Right? Is it appropriate to go to the doctor for this? And that was my decision-making process. Yes, go, go, go. Yes. I am a wait-and-see kind of girl. When I used to take my kids to the pediatrician for, I better knock on wood for all this shit. Um, I knocked on my forehead. Uh, (laughs) It's a cute top, by the way. She's got stars all down her shirt. I would wait to see... You know, when I go in there, I think everybody goes into the pediatrician for a prescription for antibiotics. I am not that mom. I want this to heal up on its on its own because right. I've seen people get an infection in very bad places that cannot be fought because they've been the I just want an antibiotic, I just want an antibiotic. So you can't you've you've developed resistant strains of shit you can't fight. I don't want that. I want my kids to not have I, I want them to be able to fight their own illnesses. So I would get prescriptions from pediatricians. They'd say, "Do you want an antibiotic?" and I would say, do what do they need it? Yeah, like, if you're why at, are you that's, asking? That's how I felt the situation I was in. Okay. If you think it's urgent, go to the emergency room. And I'm like, why do you think I'm in your fucking office? So it wasn't quite that, but I get it. Do you think you need an antibiotic? And I the only answer to that I would say is yes, and I would get it filled and stick it in a drawer. So that's what I did for my children for years. I have tons of those, but for Stuart, it's is this emergency department appropriate? Like when I leave right. after you do whatever, are you going to be like, what is with that? She just has too much money. She just wanted to come here, pay the copay. Like this is something that was clearly not emergency department like relevant. So why are, I've had a cough for the past three weeks. Uh, okay. What brings you to a place of emergency? Do you see those flashing lights <laughs> in the parking lot? Right. What have you, you tried that at man? home before this? Do you see that man with the X over his eyes being pulled in on his did stretcher? Did you try pain, panic, car ride? Or did you try? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just want to know, is this ED appropriate? Yes. Like, is this even, because in my head, I don't know what it is. I didn't go to med school. But if you say, yo, Tylenol Motrin, Tylenol Motrin, give it two days or give it 24 hours, whatever it is, it, it takes, it gives you, uh, see, I t- remember you talked about the see, I told you something's wrong with me yep. kind of feeling. Yep. Well, talking to him gives me the, he's like, yeah, I've, I've seen people in the ED with this. I'm like, well, for me, it, it's my back yes. every day. It's my back. Yes, yes. So I say, well, I got this. So I am, I looked at the scan. I am. 14 months into back pain, right? 14 months into working it out on my own. I mean, soon comes a time where I'm going to say, it ain't hmm, worked. Maybe maybe I should see <laughs> a specialist. But when you have something in your head, mm, I think that's I think that's appropriate. So having him talk to you and say, "Go to the emergency department" is not such a a ridiculous concept. Well, I, I've been watching Grey's Anatomy fucking nonstop. What I, season are you up to? 15. Wow. I've watched every single episode and I'm on track to be done in the next week. I've watched them all. The kids are in it with me now. And here's what's really interesting about that. Okay. Twice now they have pulled out rare diseases that we fucking have in our house. I couldn't even believe it. 
They had one on there. My oldest, the woman comes in the and dislocates her, dislocates yeah. her shoulder. And they're like, <laughs> they oh, thought you she have was an alcoholic. Ella, you have Ella, Ella. Yeah, they thought she was an alcoholic. And she's like, no, it's just, I don't know what it is. And they just diagnosed her with Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. And I'm like, that's what my fucking kid has. I get nothing for knowing that that it was the girl they thought was an I'm alcoholic. Sorry, that was very, very good. I, I get I forget nothing. That I'm, I forget that I'm watching these things, pounding them in like so many shots at the bar. Yes, that is very impressive. How many years later? That was I, and I that know. was season thirteen. Very good oh, for so you. It was, so it's kind of recentish. Not that recent. Um, it's very odd to see your conditions crop up on there and to learn something. Dear listener, do you have issues that you're putting off going to the doctor about? Do you have issues that you take to the doctor every 10 minutes and they're sick of hearing from you? <laughs> Is there a happy medium? Um, I might ask my husband to do his own podcast where you could just call <laughs> in and say, Is this emergency Welcome department to worthy? Welcome to Stuart. Am I Worthy is going to be the name of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, E.D. Worthy. Oh, that could be erectile dysfunction. That's not good. E.D. Worthy. Oh, come on. Everybody knows this is Dr. Stewart. My favorite time of the week, and I don't really wait for shows, although I did watch WandaVision start to finish. Yes, I haven't started. And you say indoors? I endorse. I endorse because it moves the story along. And if you want to pick up on the next one, you kind of need to... I I liked it. I, I just... I'm not a fan of the fact that fanatics, like crazy Marvel Universe people, mm-hmm. me, yeah, feel like they know more than everyone. They want to talk <laughs> about it for for <laughs> ad nauseum. They just can't. Uh, and, and did you and did you see? Like, could you could you just let me enjoy a show, and marinate in it, and walk away? Not make a thousand TikToks about. Well, you're not smart enough to have you're caught this. About or Rocco. Ca- yes, it's awful. I just could you could you just shut the fuck up? I enjoyed it. You want to talk about enjoying it? I'll talk about that with you. You want to talk about what I didn't catch or what I didn't see? I mean. I'll, I'll even watch it again with you and you could do that. But to sit when I'm out of the universe doing other things in life and just harp the fuck on it. <laughs> yeah. Makes me dizzy. Like it just, it makes me dizzy. And I think that's very much generational. Like you don't see me saying to you, what about the episode of Grey's Anatomy where, and I can, I can tear that shit apart because I could tell you 11 times I cried during that course of that show. Grey's Anatomy and I could tell you every episode I could tell you I, ju- I just can't but why would I like let it go move on there are other great things well, I'm gonna watch it again well 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 I don't think Grey's is the appropriate analogy for this what did we have generationally that had that backstory that mythic epic of legend well, we had marvel also the fact that they think it's theirs when it was ours and we're letting them in is infuriating to me oh. we had marvel that's our yeah, fucking- yeah, 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 yeah it's similar to like star wars people who kind of go off the edge and then they're they're floating in their own nerd verse and they just right. can't come back and okay. their ringer is yeah. the cantina song and yeah. they're like like but yeah. but still so mallory <laughs> oh love my, my daughter <laughs> my daughter absolutely loves star wars yeah. she loves star wars and i said well there's Did harry potter fit? people who act this way too now that she loves harry daughter. potter too now that you mentioned her daughter yeah 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 yeah. yeah. So, but i said did you finish the mandalorian and she and i was so excited because spoiler alert there's something at the end of mandalorian that is Dun-dun. amazing yes. right it's 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 just fucking amazing. Yes. And it's Star Wars one hundy. Like it's just a thousand percent boner Star Wars amazingness. Yes, I love hundred percent like, boner. No, I didn't see Mandalorian. I didn't what see is the wrong I'm like, with her. How could you call yourself a fan? Thank you. Okay. And not do so so to be so crazy and, and so electrified about one thing and to just let the like you have zero credibility with me now because you didn't follow through <laughs> with something that you wow. claim to just Ooh, fucking love. Zero cred. That's harsh, Mama. All right, keep forty percent credibility. Going. No, 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 no. Stay harsh. I love it. <laughs> zero credibility. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but I was watching, and here I, I do again. I was watching American Idol. Yeah. Because I think I think it's somewhat funny. It's it's a lot more caring than it used to be. Mockery of people with okay. horrible voices. And isn't Howard like, on there? I know that my husband is a huge Howard Stern no. fan. 
So uh, for a while he was a judge, but he's not now. No, he did American. No, he did uh, America's Got Talent. Oh, so I have it wrong. Totally. Okay, American anyway, Idol American is the Idol, singing American one. Idol. No, yeah. I mean, and, I, they're all the same, but okay. And well, I don't like people shoving knives in their throats and things like that. Just sing to me. Like I just prefer not the, uh, I have been pierced everywhere and I could be hung by these piercings and not feel I like, I don't that like that any of that. Show. I don't, I don't Well, watch. that's America's Got Talent. The <gasps> people consider those talents and that I makes thought that me. Was like, I thought that was like X bug, eat a bug. We're not going to talk about them because they're all gross. Tell me about right. American Idol. I thought they were all singing shows or dancing. But okay. Well, so. you can sing, but that's they just bring other stuff on that I can't. But I do watch American Idol. Yes. Because I love music. And there is a judge on there mm-hmm. that also gives me a toner, a musical boner. Which one is he? It's Lionel Richie. What? I know. Lionel, this is his second year, I think. He is. I think he's fantastic to start with. Is he like Billy D. Williams smooth? Is that what it is? He's, Does he have the Kavorka? His talent, his his heart, talent. his kindness. His... He's sitting there talking. You're not attracted to the look of him. Why are you making? Me... I I don't I don't know. I, I'm attracted to who he is. Like I was how... going to say, because the look would be a, would be an interesting pivot for me. That wouldn't be my first one, but I guess I got to start looking at him a lot now. I don't it's, know that you should look at him. It's the he... hair. As I'm super. I'm just going to say it. I don't. I don't really like the hair. It's the way he, Mm -hmm. it's the way he interacts with and understands talent and struggle and people and a universal, I don't know, this connection. He's still got that silky, silky voice. He is still very silky. He is wild. It's kind of like when Ben Folds was a judge on one of the dumbest shows ever. I'm a huge, I'm a huge Ben Folds fan. Love Ben Folds. He's a little twerpy, little nerdy twerp. But he, there's yes, something about but, him where you're like, all right, I, I could. Yes, you, you yes, could yes. It. You could get but it. You have no you reason know. to fucking get it. But based on your based on your whole deal, you could get it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben Folds is wildly talented, like yeah. ridiculous. And it gives credibility yes. to a show that was so dumb to start with. Oh, And you're okay. like, oh, okay, right, I'll, okay, I'll watch your show because Ben Folds honestly gave it enough credibility chops, just chops, being chops, there chops, right chops, so yes, he yes, took yes. The, so I and I guess it was acapella and I, we have a soft spot for that but I, so I watched that show I'm like what did you think Ben I don't care what these <laughs> dumb fucks thought like what did you think Ben so I kind of feel that way about Lionel Richie too yeah, the same yes. way the same way I worship Paul Simon yes but I can't look so. at him and think I want him inside of me like that Ew. is not at all how no, I no, feel no. about him there, no 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 but his talent and the package of why he is to me he is music he is creative he is just right so I'm watching American Idol and I look at Lionel Richie and I think you are too good for this what are yes. you doing here and the kids who come on to audition, all of their parents say, oh, yeah, the Commodores and Lionel Richie were, was what did it for me in life. They It brought me out of low spots. It, it inspired it, greatness. I grew up listening to you. Nobody's growing up listening to Katy Perry that that is going to be inspired by her. You kissed a girl and you're firework. Like, I don't know. How, <laughs> I, I think she's fun and she's a great summer uh. listen. And it's a but she's uh, stop. And the other Luke, somebody, country, okay, so you could twang with the rest. Lionel Richie is is like a god. And I would I say think- I would say Dave and friends, uh, Dave Grohl, Foo Fighters. I would put him in the category of generationally inspirational. He's he's at that wildly level. talented he's at that level. He he transcends. You're like he the drummer. The well, decade. he plays guitar also, and he sings, and he's been doing <laughs> this for forty years. Like, yeah, he's yeah. done. Ev- well, because the kids on TikTok know him, right? From drumming with that young girl and having that, I'm like, no, no, he's not Idiots. the drummer. He, like, Idiots. he he, he can drum, and he's amazing at it. Yeah, but- you can call him a drummer of fucking Nirvana. Let's start there, okay? I mean, he's whatever you want, yes, guys. He's another one. Yeah. Who- anyway, okay. So I, but no, I've no, no, been... no. I'm just, I'm just trying to say, Lionel. We're talking about Lionel Richie and this, the transcendent power of somebody who really helped to define a musical a decade. I would say point in time, if not that. I that would say stank, half a century. Like yeah, he's yeah, been yeah, doing yeah. this for for a very long time, and like my kids know some of his music. They might not realize it's Lionel Richie, right? 
But when they come down on a Sunday morning and mama's singing easy like Sunday morning and and it's 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 whatever. It was a really something I look forward to every week. The way those fucking kids are looking forward to WandaVision. Like, so how oh, does, oh, no, so how, does how does seeing him deepen or cheapen the relationship you already have with him? I loved the music. I loved the artist, and I think it deepens my my. I don't have relation my relationship with him because I see his humanity more now. I see that you know somebody where a Simon Cowell would have been like, "You do not, you are not all you think you are," and and made like a game showy about it. He is is a, a humanitarian. He's a human deep, deep, deep. And he sees people and their talent and can, like, he's just a plus, a plus, plus check. Well, plus. is he, is he behaving like a producer? Like he's sitting there listening and saying, let me help you get better. Or is he a critic yes. or is he a father Both. or is he an audience Both. member? All three. Aww. No, he's, he's, I, here's what I hear. Here's what you can do with what you have. You might not even realize the talent you have. And, and to somebody else, he might say, your story moves me and, and I here's my cell phone number. Call me if you need to talk, but you are not going through on this competition. Right. This isn't for you. What's for you is, and this is how you can be. Like, he's Let a mentor. Let me help you gracefully end and exit. Get the fuck out of the room. Right? <laughs> no. Don't touch Don't touch the golden We're so ticket. glad you came. Yeah. Aww. I feel like, and what I really do like about that show now, which I've never liked, I've tolerated has, is that the other two judges kind of see that too. And are they trying to be one, better judges? Maybe he's elevating yeah, them. And they'll sing yes. one of his songs and they'll be like, Aww. this man started this job. You know what? You know what? You want this guy. And it's just, it's really, it's nice. It's really nice. I mean, I fast forward through half the ship, but when it comes to the judges and the good stuff, I, I'm a big fan of Lionel Richie. So there it is, bitches. You got something to say about, about my musical <laughs> idols? You no, heard Ben I, Folds. No, you just... heard Paul Simon. You heard Lionel Richie. Nobody's... You heard even Dave Grohl. Bring nobody, it. There's, there's, not, there's nobody in that list that deserves any kind of criticism at all, full stop. I just love hearing that this show that started out as not really a musical show, it was kind of high school popularity contest plus celebrities, you know, uh, okay. So there that, and that is great. That could be entertaining. It's still That's on, very it's poppy. Deeper. Yeah. I love him. Now it sounds like this is, uh, what star search envisioned itself to be and never became, which is actually a proving ground for people who have something. And let's see if this can get them to the, this is the ground links, which is where you go, you know, to try to make it on SNL. Yeah. So I mean, I I love seeing that it's a proving ground that actually proves something like that. that I wonder what the ratings are like. I wonder how the ratings are besides (laughs) in my house. I wonder. I don't don't either. I'm going to look that up. Speaking of ratings. Oh God. Did we get rated somehow? Say no. Say no. No, no, fucking no. five I, stars. I Rate have, us five uh, stars. No, I don't. Rate us five stars. Go to your go to your favorite podcast thing. Scroll down to the bottom. Find the thing that has stars on it, and take your finger and drag it all the way across the stars until they're all colored in. And now you've all the way five across. Stars. Five stars. What do you got to lose? You're listening anyway. Can you can you do that on Facebook too, where we are uh, Brilliant Observations or Brillab Squad, or could you do that on Instagram where oh, we're no. Listen Brilliant or where else? Twitter, Listen Brilliant. We're not really that active on Twitter. You can go to Patreon and show us how active you would like to be. We have spits uh, and farts on Let Twitter. us, give yeah. us, get us, give us some love there. So why also, are you focused on you ratings? Well, why are you focused on ratings? What's, what's, did, well, I'm not, a- it's more like, it's kind of like the math of figuring it out. And I want you to know when the kids switched to new math. Oh God. And I didn't really understand how they did some of their shit or, or my brain was like, I'll do it my way. You do it your way. We'll all get yeah, the answer. I mean, and you that's lost the goal. Me at old math. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> I was pretty I'm good out. at math when I was younger. Nope. Nope. Well, I have. I, I really. I appreciate math. I have a nice respect for it, and it's not for me. It's. I. I associate. It's also with, good to know. I associate with lots of experts. I have things like a calculator. I have a computer. I have reference material and I have other people who answer questions. So I And you have stuff at which you excel. Exactly. You don't need to be made to feel shitty because math is I'm not the mathopedia. I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to add things together. 
I mean, someone else can do that for me. One day, my daughter was getting frustrated with this math, whatever she was doing. It was a while ago. And I said, look, if you're not going to have a career in math, you need to get through this, right? And but forget you don't need it. Yeah. to make it your life. I said, the important math you need to know is sale math. <laughs> Something mommy calls sale math. <laughs> so you're in a store. don't always put up that sign or give right. you a tip calculator. Sometimes right. you have to do it on your own. Correct. <laughs> sale math, tip math. These are all math you need sale, to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So it's really percentages. Mm-hmm. So that They're was a important. super yeah. super easy thing to teach, super easy thing to maintain, retain, all of the teens. Uh, and then I realized recently there's another math that has crept into my life. It's really a percentage as well. It's you work out in the morning, shower, and right after the shower – Choosing your clothes and what you put on your face gives you the percentage of opportunity that you're going to leave the house. Because if you go from like latex spandex pants from working out into sweatpants and a whole t-shirt with holes in it and no makeup on your face, there's a 0% chance that you are leaving the house today or letting any human see you. Well, here's a wrinkle. Uh, This is a fascinating topic. Completely accurate. Now, here's a, here we're going to do some derivative work. Go ahead. You have excellent boobs. We know this. I do. They're, <laughs> they're great. They're great. Okay. And congratulations, by the way. Thank you so they're much. They're real and they're spectacular. And I speak from firsthand assessment. Yes, I you do. do. Okay. So by the way, totally, don't, totally I'm not concur. bragging too much. They're small, but they are... They're not that small. And congratulations. Just so right. here's, the, here's the reality. And the re- it's important that they're not that small. For the next thing, I'm loading up. Do you wander around without a brassiere? If so, when? And how many times in public? I can't physically because it's painful. You cannot. No, I can't even. In my, a lot of times, I even have to sleep in a bra. It's ridiculous. So, But I'm just saying, for these little oh. tiny-titted people who just wander around, and, and I'm here to also tell you, I saw a woman in public who was not tiny titted and not brought up. And I thought, girl, what are you doing? It was unattractive and looked painful. I didn't get it. It didn't seem empowering. It just seemed like there's going to be a rash she underneath. Gave up. She gave up. I, it's just, I don't know. And they were like those those sort of triangle tits where the where it comes down and like the nip sort of makes it pull up a little bit. That's kind of a fun shape. It's not the globe shape. Do you know what I'm saying? Anyway, the whole thing was too big just to be flapping around. And I thought, what happened? What happened? Back to yours. So do you walk around without a bra's ear? So it's winter right now. So what another layer mean? feels nice to le- another layer feels nice to leave the house. But if I do leave the house. Uh, all right. That's well, this yes. is too much about my. This is the boob episode. OK, so let's just into- let's just talk about the random person with perfect boobs. Would that person walk on and go out of the house without a bra on? I would be afraid for her that her nipples would be visible through clothing. But because it is winter, and that's not something you want to draw attention to the same way you don't really want to think about that woman that you saw whose tits were at her waist that wasn't wearing a bra. Nipples are great. I'm saying it's painful. It's not, it's pain is not a concern. I don't even, I can't even comprehend what it would be like to walk around without a bra and not every second be going, ow, 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 ow. Really? Really. I've, it's never been, ow has never, ever, ever, ever. So when, I mean, you, so when you're not wearing a bra, it's a choice because you're like, fuck you, I'm free. Feminism! Nipples. That's basically um, what you think when you take your shirt off. It's the <laughs> dresser is on the other side of the room and I'm already holding the t-shirt. So I'm not going to, I don't, I don't really need to wear a bra. Like I have... Everybody stands up, looks the right way, and is doing the right thing. I told but you. I, they're great. But I wonder if that's because I've always worn a bra, that they are... Yeah, they you're are, actually... I'm told that it actually weakens your chest wall. So when to, you... Like, yeah. would they flop <clears throat> down if... So I, um, I'm going to... I'm going to keep up wearing a bra because it seems more than just a social convention that was, you know, universally approved. But if I do go... Well, the the debate is you're in pajamas all day. Well, you don't wear a bra with pajamas, although you just said you sometimes do. If I don't, if I don't, I risk getting, uh, I risk getting a rash. It's just the truth. It's just the truth. So 
I got some very big boobs and I got to keep I them imagine. separated and powdered and got to keep the them separated. I do. I got to. I got to. So do you think that song was written about your boobs? No, I think. I mean, men have nuts and, and test nuts. They know what this is. If, yeah, they do. You know what right? I mean? They get if, some chafing yeah, once you they gotta, hit a certain you, age you and they hang ha- certain you put on. You wouldn't walk around. There's You don't walk around with no underwear on. You get underwear that packages your package in such a way where you can move about your business and then everything's fine. That's all mine knew, is for, right? That's I knew all people who did for. not wear underwear and it was upsetting to me. Why? Did they I not wear know. it? I don't. Boy people? They liked fe- boy people. They like feeling free. Free? Wild and free. Don't you get don't you get like scratches on your on your outside penis and nuts? Wild and free? Happy as can be in America. What song is that? I don't know. Is this a test I'm failing? I don't know. Yeah, I used to sing it in the D sharps. I Um, did? No, I did not. Tell me about a tale of two omelets. Oh, that's a hard pivot. Well, <laughs> well, I don't know what it is, so I don't know how hard my pivot is. Okay, so as you can see, my hair is dried and coiffured. This and beautiful. M- thank you. This it's morning. like you rallied for me, well, but I know it's I, not for me. I, it is for you, and I had knew that I needed a uh, fluff-up shower dress, get ready, and had to do it early so I could be on time for our recording. Early? You were early this morning. Recording. Well, it takes a long time to dry my hair. I can't stand it when I don't. That's been my go-to for the past too many days with head hurting and whatever. And I just don't like the look of it. So I was like, I'm going to leave enough time, which I did, which meant I had to leave a lot of time. So I ended up early. In the process of drying my hair, probably 60% completed in walks. Polly, are you are you coming with us? He's going to, to lacrosse again. It's, you know, every day is lacrosse. So... I said, no, I'm not coming with you because I was awake and, and fluffing. And he says, okay. Can you cook for me? Can you make me an omelet before I'm late? So I had to leave the hair mid-dry, which is always risky business. It's risky. It is. It's risky, for, risky for curly hair girlies when I, all I'm doing is straightening. So I went out and I made it and I walk out and I say, how many omelets am I making? And my husband and my son go, two. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, all right. So I start making all the omelets. I don't want to be late. So I'm moving quickly. Made the boys first. Because the second one is always better. Leave that for the husband. I like a French omelet. I, I I aspire to the French omelet. No one else likes a French omelet. They all like American omelets, which are classless. So I ended up. You sound like my mother. I ended up striving. I started with the little one trying trying to very quickly make a French omelet, but I also was working with speed and speed and omelets, maybe not the best. So anyway, I ended up with a perfect, pristine American style omelet and I put it on the plate. And then the next omelet, I took a lot of time and then ended up being a probably B plus proper French omelet, of which I was frankly impressed because they're difficult to make. Gave that to the husband. And they were all admiring the American omelet and, and the, uh, the, the little kid is looking and saying, and saying, let's go and saying how great his was and mocking his dad about you got the shit omelet and all the rest of it and i'm like are you kidding he's like look at this yeah throwing shit at each other i mean that's normal breakfast so this you is got all the happening. shit omelet right so this is all happening and i'm like what is wrong with you little pedestrian losers that don't even understand what you're looking at so and you're probably sitting here thinking what's the fucking difference between a french and an american omelet and i maybe i'm making this up but an American style omelet, the outside edge of the egg is browned from the butter. It's it's cooked so thoroughly that it has little bits of brown on it. It's not just egg colored. It's become a little bit brown, right? And this is 90% of the time the case because that's required to get it cooked thoroughly through enough. Through. Enough. Yep. It's still loose, but cooked cook, cooked enough, right? So that when you flip it over and and get it in the on the plate it's ready to go. And it has a giant mound in the center from the ingredients that are in there and the fluffiness of the eggs and all the rest of it. So it ends up looking not quite, but in an exaggerated visual, a little bit like a steak, a snake that's just eaten something, right? The two sides of it are a little thinner and the middle is kind of poofy and fat and it's a cylinder. Okay. The French one is a consistent height from the, it's like a roll, right? It's like a roll of perfectly cooked, nowhere brown, pristinely executed egg. 
right, with the ingredients rolled and folded in there so uniformly that the whole thing is not at all like, but picture the, the, the equal thickness of a cigar, right? So picture something that's been rolled onto a plate where, or closer to a blintz, really, where the whole thing is this Got delightful, it. creamy, yellow, buttery egg, and then the cheese and the scallion and everything is melting together and it's just all pristinely perfect color and, you know, sprinkle a little extra stuff on top and there's no mounding in the middle and there's no brown on the outside and they're just like, but that one looks fluffy. I'm like, will you just fucking stop it? Just eat it. <sighs> Lots of little red pepper flake, which is fresh, delicious. Anyway, so that is the tale of two omelets. I don't even fucking like omelets. I'm just here to say, which do you, have you ever had an interest or a fascination? And it's also creamier, the French style, because it's not, I feel like the American one is just overcooked. That's really what I think it is. But the whole rest of America, we're usually wrong, can't be wrong. <laughs> we're always wrong do i don't you, know why you think that do, what are your thoughts on omelet what are you and and i you know in the past year i've been in, in a hotel to see or maybe who knows how long ago it was to see somebody cook an omelet and they cook it to death so that it is this idea of it is i don't like really it to death fully i don't like it to death the way you describe it i would probably like the french one better right when and my kids would too because when Stuart's the one in our house who really makes omelets we'll make cheesy eggs he this makes morning a good he makes uh he, this morning Stuart actually i came up from working out and he made cheesy eggs i think he thought it was an omelet but with uh <laughs> baby portobello mushrooms Ooh, spinach and american you. cheese i told you i told you he's so good i told you <laughs> it was so good so Those good. baby Bellas make everything better. They're good. I eat them just straight up out of the gross uh, poop Dirty, stained tin. Filthy. Yeah. They're delicious. I, I try tried to do that, but then I wipe them off with a paper towel. And when I see all the dirt come off, I'm like, Why I can't put that in my that? mouth. <laughs> I mean, it is true, but God, that's so awful. I can't put that right in my mouth with all that dirt. <sighs> it's so, not dirt. Yeah. So I, I think I would like the fluffiness because even when the kids look at what Stuart makes, like, why is it brown? Oh, the only brown oh. I want on there is like the cheese that might have turned a little brown and crusty, which is, uh, I'm drooling now, is the best part of the omelet. So I like eggs in all, almost all forms. And what's the, your, my favorite way? Go, go, go. My favorite way is when somebody else makes it. So <laughs> I don't really give a shit. Prepared for me. So what's else. your, what's your policy on the yolk? So when it's not a weekend, I don't eat the yolk. Okay. I'm not sure what the time frame has like to do with your taste buds. No taste buds. If I enjoy it, I, I enjoy the whole egg. But during the week, I try to only eat egg whites. And on the weekends, I celebrate food life with okay so listen life. let me uh, talk to me about the yolk though somebody's cooked you a yeah. perfect just yeah. barely oozy goozy yolk or i mean you like the yolk in all of its forms and it's gooey gooey if gooey gooey you give me a fabulous piece of bread to dip in that yolk i will fucking eat that yolk yeah mm -hmm. i'll eat the shit out of that yolk i'm not really a fan of the yolk oh. i i eat it i i Soft, because hard wet gooey sticky it's just the Not, taste of it is kind just of... Just talking about egg yolks. <laughs> yeah, you know it. You know it. <laughs> just talking about egg yolks. Lionel Richie can get it. All right. So I'm just trying to say, Smooth I butter. wish, I really wish that I liked desired egg yolks. I really wish that I desired seafood. But it's one of those things where I'm like, mm, truth be told, I don't really, I don't really want to eat it. I like it just enough for the texture and the flavor. But it has to, it's in many ways, it's like coffee. I like the idea of coffee so much more than I like actual coffee. It's taken me a long time just to enjoy coffee with milk. In the beginning, it was milk and sugar and heat and warm and wake up Make and, oh, cream. there's coffee yeah. in there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, so it's the, the egg yolk when it's gooey like that is really just there to add texture. When it, if the egg yolk sort of runs onto your hand or it's just on the fork and then you eat it plain, that's what I'm talking about. Somebody that likes egg yolk. That to me is not a, you're making the face that I make. Yeah. I'd like a good crusty bread to clean up the plate. Like I, I it's really the bread is what I'm looking forward to. Okay. The egg is just something Thank that you. makes me feel like I'm not just in a doughy carb coma. Okay. Look, there's protein on this doughy carb. Anyway, <laughs> I know from eggs. And here's the other thing. I, I recently went to Costco and broke down and bought the flat of eggs. 
because I'm an Eglin's best girl. I normally the palette. buy the palette. the palette. I bought the palette yeah. of eggs because they were there. And I thought, you know what? For one, you absolutely, we can get them. away with non-omega-3 eggs for one day. We're, you know, we'll just, and I needed eggs and I was there and I didn't want to make an 18th stop. So I just got them. So I opened up the palette of eggs. I was making the omelets this morning. I opened up the spice cabinet and I didn't have my glasses on, my eyeballs in, whatever. I just, so I had distance vision only. The contacts that I'm wearing right now are for distance only because, you know, see episode pre previous and I open up the cabinet and I stick my hand in the cabinet and what do I do that's right I knock out the jar of organic red pepper flake from McCormick which is glass and it falls sideways onto my palate of fucking eggs (laughs) (laughs) and here's how good I am so I was able to fish out the six eggs I magically broke six eggs the six eggs Magically. that like I I'm cracked kissed. and broke, and I was able to fish them all out, pour their contents without shell into a thing, and come up with two fucking omelets. Oh, ba- good for you! Ba boom! Suck it, McCormick! You can't, <laughs> you can't fuck my dick up. Bring it! You tried to ruin me. That's right. Organic, but- my ass. Fuck you. But it was your kid who ruined you by saying, "Oh no, no, no! He's not. You got a, a fault. shitty omelet. You got he's the not, shit omelet. He's daddy. not a fault. They don't, and they don't even. They don't. They don't know. They don't watch. They don't what's know. Happening. They don't know. They don't watch what's happening. They don't watch what's happening. Building a boat. <sighs> Are you? Are you building a boat? We're building no. a boat over here. Yeah, tell me about it. Oh, it was just a phrase from Grey's Anatomy, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. I feel like I've even used that in my life. They were talking about you're nodding. Does everybody know about building a boat? Or well, you just I know, know from Grace. <laughs> I know about it from Grace. So half of this show is life and parenting advice, and the other half is artificial medical gore. So just there you go. Uh, the one is the character is thrust into a all too rapid position of parenthood, motherhood. Doesn't know what she's doing, flailing around, reaches out to an actual mother with lots of experience and says what to what to what. And that person looks at her and says, you're not, you, there's no way that you can do everything that's needed here. What we like to think of this is you need to think you're building a boat because the whole idea is they are going to sail away from you at some point. So what you're building is a boat that will let them get where they're going and help them keep going. That's your whole deal. And it was like kind of an interesting way to put a spin on things when it's like, yeah, because it is what it is. And I was just, I've been thinking a lot about the Olive Garden lie and the Pop-Tart yeah. lie and all the lies. And I, I also was thinking a lot, just because it keeps ringing in my head, thinking a lot about our friend from Maine who is very well connected in her community and dealing with someone in her community who has loss. And so she's on my mind and in my heart every day. And I'm just thinking about her a lot. And I was reminded those two things were in my head simultaneously. And then click, they bumped into each other and made this new thought. I don't know if you ever heard this or if you remembered this, but our dear friend from Maine, her oldest daughter, at one point when she was out on her own living her life, had some you know, unsuitable romantic attachment to someone. I don't even remember what the circumstance was, but there was some boyfriend in life that was not right. And our friend said to her, you cannot see that person. There, you, you must stop this. This is not going to work, right? And the daughter got so mad and broke it off and was still so mad, but stopped seeing the person and was furious and livid with our friend for forcing her to do something. And I will never forget, because our friend's kind of wily, right? And she found the whole thing fucking hilarious. You know, not heartbroken, not sad, not not thrilled that she can, you know, be this, this angry person and say, you're going to do my will. She thought it was hilarious that her daughter didn't realize that she was an adult and could fucking date whoever she wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you listening to me? Right. So she was like, I can't. So she has no idea. I love that she still thinks I can control this for her. This is great. And so I, that's sort of the circumstance sort of stuck with me. And it's this notion of all of it wrapped up together in the building the boat and telling the Olive Garden, they're going to do, they're, they're getting to an age, you know, our, your oldest, my middle, my oldest. They're at a point where we have absolutely no control over what they're doing. In the sense that even the rules that they know to follow, we can't possibly enforce them because they're out in the fucking world and they're just going to 
do there. I can't stop you. I can't stop you. So now it becomes, what do you say at the Olive Garden moment? What do you say when uh, my, uh, maybe this was why it was in my mind. Uh, Rocco called me on the FaceTime. We talked quite a lot, actually. Calls me on the FaceTime and he, he says, ma, uh, can I pierce my ears? Because he's an idiot. And half the things he says to me, <laughs> half the things he says to me, I'm sure just to get a rise out of me. So, I'm, you know, I immediately give him the satisfaction of a huge to the moon Norton rise. You know, no, you can't. Rah, what are you doing? And stop it and back away from the lobe. And he was there with a friend who was going to physically pierce the ear in the room right then like it wasn't even can we go to piercing pagoda right it was can i can i be like aaron and go in the parking lot of the you know deer park and have somebody pierce my eyelid no and then come back into the bar with blood running down my face syphilis yeah no we're not doing any of these things (laughs) so i stopped all that but it was also i think that was maybe what had this trigger connection of why are you i can't fucking stop you even if i said no you could go ha 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 zoink and that would be it. There's nothing. They're going to do it. They're going to do whatever the fuck they want. And I love this idea that even knowing he would get in trouble, he still fessed up to you at some point and said, yeah, I, I fucking, I mean, he got caught. But at the same time, he's still, <laughs> he, it's not like if he really wanted to hide it, you have yeah. a bright boy. He was very dumb in that moment because the stakes were not high enough for him to conceal this from you. So, I mean, there's something to be said that he didn't walk in with the master manipulation. Please do. Even when the stakes are much higher, and I'm not going to rat him out for things here on a podcast, an international podcast. That's Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was funny. No, that's right. It's true. Um, It's true. It's true. National audience. What up, Interpol? That's right. (laughs) I'm not going to rat him out for things, but even things that he's done that are way worse than what sure. that was sure. he has come to tell me about so right. so there's this weird touch base of you know on some what level does that? on some what does level that? it's the boat you've built the boat on some level that child with the bad boyfriend knew enough to have a conversation with to mom check in and to decide that even against heart and brain and pelvis wishes to break up with boyfriend, fuck it, because this authority figure, who is not just an authority figure, this trusted role model, this loving person in my life told me what my brain already kind of fucking knows, but I just don't want to do it. Well, that's it. I think that's it. It's that their brain already knows it and how you as a parent, I mean, Stuart has said to me on many occasions, I'm glad you handled that because I would have done it very differently and it wouldn't have ended the way it ended. But I had to learn that your first reaction can't be to the moon, Alice. Like it can't be an, a reaction, which it might completely deserve. It might completely deserve. For exa- I can't even give you examples because they're big. Like No, they're- I can jump in and help here because what, I've, what I am still every day relearning and and not fully accepting it's one of these things where I know what I'm supposed to do it's just really hard to do it and in in many cases I try to convince myself actively don't do that you know that's wrong I, I know what I'm supposed to do and that is every reaction has to be specific to the child I right. can't I can't ha- I have to be a completely different parent to, to all three to all three children. of my kids and that means oh, I have so to hard. I have to set up frankly three completely different, grossly on the surface, unfair seeming constructs that they all get to see, right? How and why is this? Because if I don't, I have to manage the situation. He's a different person. Don't ask why he, not you. He's a different person. I have to manage the situation differently or it'll be worse for him and for all of us. And it just doesn't, this is, this is what we've learned through, through serious hard cheese. That's how it's got to go. And well, the only thing we've talked about this before is it's a really long walk to fair. But in my belief, it'll all be fair in the end. It'll all balance out and level out in the long view. Right now, it's grossly unfair. And I admit, it's grossly unfair to you right now. But guess what? Last week, you got something that was grossly unfair to him. So, you know, the giant up and down Wall Street spike job that we're on right now. Yeah, it's it's not going to be this volatile always. But yeah, I mean, you absolutely... It's learning it and learning it and learning it. And I'm the hard part is I already know that 
I am continually making mistakes and needing a second chance and trying to do things and trying to learn and trying to get away with shit with and around my kids in the same way that they are with me. So right. it's like, <laughs> so it's right. like on yeah. one, on a, some human level, I really empathize with how hard it is to go through this and, and trying to focus on the bigger picture of what do we really want here. And then on this parenting level, I have to like, you know, paste over it like that olive garden lie <laughs> to try to get away with some shit when I can. I, I mean, truly believe that he had in his pocket the phrase, I wanted to ask forgiveness instead of permission. Like, I think he had that. He heard that. It clicked like a light bulb, put it in his pocket and finally had the opportunity to use it. And, it was just and when he did that, time. I wanted to squeeze yeah. his face like it was an orange for juice. When like, you I just said couldn't. that last week, when you said that last week, all I could hear was you saying it to him every single day since the birth canal and... At the same time, him not getting how that phrase works. He said it at the wrong time, in the wrong way, on at the wrong circumstance. It's like, no, cutie, you tried. And that was the, it was like a slap down moment. So the fact that all you said was get out of my face and not, and the services will be held. I mean, that's. <laughs> <laughs> but I want him on that boat. I want, I don't want to he have services. Yes, yeah, you are. Building, get on the boat. He, he is the boat. Yeah. Uh, I will anyway. tell you this, this summer, both of my children will be counselors at an overnight camp. It is happening. It is happening. And it's happening in a unique way, which we are not at all aware of yet. But I am going to assume that they won't have nights off and days off. They will have to remain on campgrounds. So for seven weeks, eight weeks, they I won't see them at all. And that's a little harder for me than the... Uh, I see them. I talk to them. Like it's a, that's a little harder than it's ever been any other summer. Right. Especially when I have a son who will be leaving me two weeks after that. Yeah. And he's absolutely already in the, he's going to do what he's going to do. There's nothing. (laughs) You can't, you can't make any of these decisions. You can't control it. You can't stop it. You can't even be aware if it happens. It's a runaway freight train. And the whole thought of trusting what you've already accomplished as a parent when you don't feel like you've been a very good parent. Right. Trusting that boat to not have a leak, to not have, I don't want him to come home because he couldn't handle school because I wrote his essays. I don't want him to come home because he couldn't handle school because he couldn't get up for class because I didn't walk in there with a pan and a, and a spoon and like, Jingle, jingle. I don't want him to wind up. I have to let him fly like I j- or sail. I have to let him sail. I was going to say out of my nest, but that's the fly uh, mm. off and see how that goes. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it because all he ever wanted to do to anyone is prove that he is capable of whatever fill in topic here. So I'm going to push that raft out to sea. You're very lucky. We don't have, nobody's trying to prove nothing around here. They're just trying to get the fuck away from me. And I mean, I understand. Well, he's only an hour and a half from you. This one's going to go just over four hours. So it's not as easy for me to fly by and drop off meds or fly by. and Like I will have an Amazon direct delivery to him, but it's, it's not that easy to see him. And that's the reason why going to the West Coast for college would be like, okay, I guess we're done here. Mommy needs an apartment in LA. Like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, those it's are going to hurt. Are, I'm going to cry. All, those are all edges of the same circle. They're just very far apart from this other place that I'm talking about, which is the choices that he makes have nothing to do with you being there in any way to enforce it. And the choices, physically, the choice, but I'm in his head. The choices in any way to even you, you have nothing to do with the choices that he's making in real time. You, you, you wrote this play and released it. And now somebody else is going to go act and direct it there. It's an interpretation of something that you had a lot to do with a long time ago. And you got to hope that whatever you created and instilled the spirit of it is so strong that there's nothing, no interpretation that can that can really change it in a way that doesn't work. So I, I got into a big argument with the middle one, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. He was really struggling. We're trying to, to get up on time, have homework done, all these things, and they're just, they're slipping. They're not doing well. They're not doing well. And everything that we're trying isn't really reinforcing it. And so in the heat of the moment, I said, look it, uh, you know what? The only thing that I want for you is the exact same thing that you want for you. And that is that is for me to get the fuck out of your life. 
And he went, deal. So, I mean, yeah. And then the next day, on-time homework done. Like, he's sort of made a connection between, I don't have any interest in talking to you about this or being involved in this or restructuring my whole fucking day and life around this or, you know, checking up on you and sniffing after you. I want you to fucking do what you're supposed to do so I can go to bed. I mean, there's, there's that other part, too, building the boat. The idea that now that it's been created, you go fucking do it. You know what you're supposed to do, Olive Garden. You're not going to do the right thing every time, but okay. You know, I don't know. I Parenting don't know. is not for the, the weak brained, the weak of, uh, I can't even it, figure out if I'm supposed to go to the emergency department and now I'm supposed to raise these fucking kids up. I've got problems. I've got big problems. Um, I'm glad that slowly, slowly you are feeling better. I cannot <laughs> wait to hear what they find inside your head. Both of my parents have there. had scans and they're like, nope, it was empty. There's nothing there. <laughs> Tell me about it. Dear listener, thank you so much for hanging out with us for the last hour. We appreciate you and would love to hear from you. Your thoughts, brilliantobservations at gmail.com. Give us a write. Tell us what you're thinking. Tell us what's going on in your lives. I feel like it's so one-sided. Don't you care (laughs) enough to tell us what's happening with you? Your reason for hitting up the emergency room and getting laughed out of it? If you do, maybe I'll give you uh, my husband's cell number and you can call him as your personal physician. God, the best care ever. Uh, We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Catch you on the flip side. Bye.